it. Yeah, but I thought that I remember it. I couldn't put restrictions. I stopped now. Shalom, shalom everyone and welcome to our meeting tonight. We thank God for the grace and the mercy. We thank God for giving us this time. As we surrender this moment in his mighty hand, let us pray. Father, once again we say thank you for your goodness, your grace and your mercy. Thank you. Thank you for all that you have done, Jesus. For giving us the breath of life. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. Master Jesus, I give you the praise. Lord, I honor you. 
I exalt you and I celebrate you and I appreciate you, oh Lord of heaven. Thank you for my brother, thank you for my sister. Lord, you have been so good. You kept us alive. You provided, oh Lord, to our needs. And we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master. Thank you, excellent God. Thank you, mighty King. There is no one else like you. Thank you, Jesus. For you are worthy. You are mighty. You are precious. You are glorious, O oh Lord. Receive all the glory and honor. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you do, all that you are going to do this day, for all that you have done, for your mercy, your love, your kindness, and we appreciate you, oh Lord Jesus. Thank you for coming in the flesh. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for your deliverance. We bless your name, Yahweh. We honor your name, Yahweh. We exalt your name, Yahweh. We celebrate you, Jesus. For you are so good and great. You are mighty and precious. We call your blood, Jesus. This moment, oh Yahweh. You know how we walk through the day. The thought of my heart, but nothing hidden before you. And I come to you, Lord, to say thank you and to appreciate you, to admire you. Oh God, we give you the praise, we honor you, we exalt you. We celebrate you. Blessed be your name, O oh Jesus. Glory be unto you, Lord. Glory be unto you, O oh Jesus. Glory be unto you, O oh faithful God. Glory be unto you, O oh Master. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, faithful Jesus. Jesus, for all that you have done, I thank you. 
Father Lord, if not for your mercy, none of us could be standing again, even among the living. Therefore, Lord, we commit all into your mighty hand, believing, relying, and counting on you. Thank you for your mercy. As I come to you, O oh Lord, I lay my life in repentance, Lord, for all that I have done, known or unknown, conscious or unconsciously. Lord, I plead out of your mercy, forgive me, O oh Jesus, and wash me with your precious blood. Wash me, O oh Lord, that I may be acceptable in your presence tonight. Lord of mercy, you are the merciful God. You said in your word, come to me, all of you are tired, loaded, and I will give you rest. Father, rest, O Lord, from all our fears. I plead for your mercy. I plead for your mercy, O Jesus. I plead for your mercy, O faithful God. I plead for your mercy, O King of glory. O the merciful God, have mercy on me. Father, for I am not worthy. If thou, O Lord, without mercy, I cannot stand in your presence. But out of your mercy, Lord, you allow us once again to meet, O Lord, and to have this fellowship. And we say thank you. Adonai, we say thank you. For I call for the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood that has a voice. Let this flash before Lord over my life, over this meeting, the blood of the Lamb. Father, let the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, all that keeps us worthy by washing away, oh Lord, all our iniquities. Oh Lord, as I come, oh Yahweh, tonight, oh Lord, calling upon the blood. Tonight, oh Lord, calling upon the blood over my life, over my family, over my entire being. Wash me, Lord, the word of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, as I present all before you. Oh, the merciful God. Oh, the merciful God. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy tonight, for your mercy upon our lives tonight. Thank you, Master of the universe. If not by your mercy, we could not be here, O oh Lord. Father, I lay my heart upon your altar, and I plead with your mercy. I plead with your mercy. I plead with your mercy, calling upon the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb. Father, to wash me, to sanctify me, to purify me, to make me worthy, to be called your son and your servant today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. Father, we honor you. Father, we exalt you. Lord, we celebrate and appreciate you. For you are worthy. You are faithful, God. You are mighty, O oh God. You are precious, O oh Lord. You are excellent, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, blessed be your name, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We give you the glory. We honor your name. We exalt you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Yes, we thank God for tonight. Uh, I will also, in parallel, I'm going to launch a WhatsApp call. Apparently, some people they struggle when it is a restricted on the port bill. So if you are in port bill, you don't need to go out of port bill. But this is for those who cannot connect when we do a restricted broadcast. So I will launch a WhatsApp call in the group if for those who are struggling to connect. But as for all of us who are here, we can keep our connection and then we can continue with our prayers. We thank God for his grace. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight, we are going to pray. I said tonight we are going to pray. And uh, we like to start our prayer with the book of Proverbs. We're still in the same mindset of being called to build. Now we have to come to the point of realizing that we need certain things in order to be able to build. For without this, no one will be able to build. We are called to build the church. And we are called to build church. It also means building life because church is a place of life. Jesus, he had to die so that uh, life can be given to the church. Hallelujah. So in the book of uh, Proverbs that we are going to read, the message that we once shared a couple of times, and uh, we will be lining up with that message and we'll be praying. Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 24 Proverbs chapter 24 verse number 3 Six, the message I share with us today. Uh, I've shared it a couple of times before. It talks about the wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge. We're going to go to our Proverbs 6 of the seven things that God hates. But I want us to start from this one as it is the first time that we are playing it in our meeting. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 24, verse number 3 to 6. Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, I'm reading from Amplified. Through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family is built. So we understand here that a house, a life, a home, even a family, cannot be built without godly, skillful and godly wisdom. As you and me, we are called to build the church. 
And this church is the house of God. Is the home of his dwelling. His dwelling place. He said, build me a home where I will dwell. Now, we cannot build a house. We cannot build a church. We cannot build a home for God without skillful and godly wisdom. Even when uh, Moses was called to build the tabernacle, God had to show Moses the pattern or the sample or the model how this tabernacle could look like. Even when God asked Noah to build an ark, God had to give Noah details of what Noah ought to do. So you understand that you and me, for us to do, meet God in his expectation. We need this. And one of them we need, it is the wisdom. Hallelujah. It is the wisdom. For without wisdom, we cannot build the church. Without wisdom, we cannot build this house of hope, faith fountain. As we call it the house of hope, it requires godly and skillful wisdom. Not the wisdom that comes due to age. No, this wisdom has got nothing to do with your age. It has nothing to do with how long you have been a Christian. It's got nothing to do with how long you have been a servant in the body of Christ in general, even in Fair Fountain. It has got nothing to do if you have been there when Fair Fountain was launched or not. But this skillful and godly wisdom comes from God. And the Bible says, He who lacks wisdom, let him ask from God, and God will give you, will give me. This is in the book of James, chapter 1, verse number 5. If any one of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. And it will be given to him. Hallelujah. So for you and me. Go to build the church. Go to build this house of hope. Go to build faith fountain. We need godly. And skillful. And godly wisdom. And if we don't have it. We should ask. In first, in James 1 it says. In Amplified. If anyone lacks wisdom. That is to say. To guide him through a decision or circumstance. Sometimes we take decisions without applying skillful and godly wisdom. And because our decisions, our choices are not based upon skillful and godly wisdom, they will not build, rather they will destroy. And the danger is that Jesus said, Whoever that shall destroy this temple, shall destroy this house, I will destroy him as well. Hallelujah. So the first thing that you and me we need, and this actually should be all our daily prayer. God give me wisdom to guide me through a decision or a circumstance. A circumstance. When we are in abundance, 
Skillful and godly wisdom should guide us in our decision. When we are lacking, skillful and godly wisdom should guide us. When we are in crisis, skillful and godly wisdom should guide us. Because if we are lacking them, we should ask. But if you don't ask, we shall not receive. And if we don't have it, we shall not build, but we shall destroy. Hallelujah. So we are going to pray. The Bible says in the book of, of uh, Proverbs we read, through skillful and godly wisdom, a house, a life, a home, a family, a faith-founded family, is built. Even a church is built through skillful and godly wisdom. Point number one to pray for, God give me skillful and godly wisdom to guide me through decisions and circumstances. Point number two to pray for, he says, and by understanding, it is established on a sound and good foundation. What is it that is established by understanding? A house is established. A life is established. A family is established. Even a church is established. When we are failing to understand that we are different from one another, yet called to live together in harmony and unity. When we fail to understand, we don't have the same experience with God, yet we are called to make a journey together. When we fail to understand that we come from different backgrounds and we can only accommodate one another because we have one common father who is God. When we fail to understand, we might have different language, but we speak one speech, which is the Christianity speech. When we fail to understand, despite my race, despite my possession in life, despite my education, I am still called a child of God, despite my position, I am still a child of God, because to God, we are children of the Most High. Hallelujah. So we need to put this in our mind and understand very well. You and I, we need godly wisdom to be in faith fountain specifically. And we need understanding to establish this church. When we understand that you also make mistake, you will understand that someone also can make mistake. When you understand that you have ever offended somebody, you will also understand that someone also can offend you. Hallelujah. And this is very important. When we fail to understand even the season in which we are going through as a church, as a family, we will make a lot of mistakes. Hallelujah. So that is point number two. Give me understanding, O oh God. Understanding you. Understanding even my neighbor. Even understanding myself. Hallelujah. And point number three to pray for. He says, And by knowledge, its rooms are filled with all precious, pleasant riches. By knowledge, 
the rooms of Fair Fountain House of Hope. The life of the people in Fair Fountain shall be precious and shall not be empty lives, but it requires understanding. Hallelujah. And it requires knowledge. And I will say tonight, you and me, we cannot know what we don't understand. We cannot know what we don't understand. That is why knowledge comes last after you understand. Hallelujah. It's wisdom, number one. And number two, it is understanding. And number three, it is knowledge. Through wisdom, the church is built. Through understanding, it is established. And through knowledge, it is beautified. It becomes precious. When people, they come to the house of God, through wisdom, we build them up. Through understanding, we establish them. And through knowledge, their life is beautified. They are being transformed to become to the glory of God. So you are going to lift our voice and we are going to pray for these three points. Wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am called to build. I cannot build without the wisdom, the godly wisdom. I cannot build without the understanding. I cannot build without the knowledge. Father, when I lack this tree, oh Lord, what that I will do, I will destroy the church, I will destroy my brothers, I will destroy my sisters. Therefore, I pray, according to James chapter 1, verse number 5, the Bible says, He who lacks wisdom to guide him in decisions, to guide him in circumstances, let him ask from God, Father, I need that wisdom, for I cannot do it without the wisdom. As, oh Lord, as Solomon said, all that I need and I require and I ask from you, give me thy wisdom that I may know how to deal with your people. Father, this is our prayer. As servant in Faith Fountain Ministry, called to build the church, my Father, we pray your wisdom, your understanding, and the knowledge. Oh, the Spirit of the living God, help me, O oh Lord, help me, O oh Lord, help me, O oh Lord, help me, O oh Lord. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody pray. Through skillful and godly wisdom, 
a house is built, a family is built, a home is built. Father Lord, today I need the wisdom, Father, to build a church which I am called to build. I need the understanding to establish the church, to establish lives of the people whom you have saved. Father, I need all knowledge, my Father, to apply, to beautify your church, to beautify lives, to beautify your home, to beautify your house. Lord Almighty, I pray. Oh Lord, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord Almighty, I pray. Oh Rabba Oh Rabba Lende. Oh yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. Oh, I pray today. Father, I cannot do it without your help. I cannot do it without your help. Give me the wisdom. Give me the knowledge. Give me the understanding. Father, give me. Lord, give me. Messiah, give me. King of glory, give me. Give me the wisdom, O Lord. The skillful and godly wisdom to be the house, to be the life, to build the home. And give me, Lord, the understanding, O Lord Almighty, to establish a home, a house, a life, a church, and give me the knowledge that this church should be beautified and all the room to be filled, O Lord, with most precious stones. Jehovah God, that the love of your people, my Father, to be beautified only by knowledge. Oh, you said in your way, my people are perishing due to lack of knowledge. Father, I pray today, oh Lord, give me wisdom, give me wisdom, give me wisdom, give me knowledge, give me understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Rabba, Baba, Baba, oh Lord Almighty, we cannot build without, without the wisdom. We cannot build without the understanding. We cannot build without the knowledge of God. When we lack the understanding of one another, when we lack the understanding that we are different, are called for one purpose, to save him, to build his kingdom, and not our own kingdom. When we fail to understand that God comes first, Jesus first, the kingdom comes first. When we fail to understand, Lord Almighty, that we are called to save you. Hey, oh Lord, oh, when we fail to understand, Lord Almighty, despite our social rank, yet we are still children of God. We did not call us to be saved, but you call us to save. Father, help us, oh Lord, we pray. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father. Thank you, mighty King. Thank you, Adonai. Oh, Rababoshete. Rabababa. Oh, yes, Jesus. Your wisdom over my life. James 1 5. Lord, I need that wisdom. I need that wisdom. Yeah, people of God. This is a prayer to carry on with every day of our lives. Solomon called to build the house and to build the life of the people. He did not ask for money. He asked for skillful and godly wisdom.
you and me will never be effective servant without the skillful and godly wisdom. And the book of James says, he who lacks wisdom, he who lacks wisdom, James chapter 5, chapter 1, sorry, verse number 5, he who lacks wisdom to do what? He who lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask from God. Hallelujah. He is to ask from God. We need to ask the wisdom from God. We cannot claim to have enough wisdom. We cannot claim to have good wisdom. No. Every day before we take a decision, before we navigate through any circumstance, our prayer should be, God, give me wisdom to build a house, house of hope, to build it, I need wisdom. To build a home for you in Fair Fountain, I need wisdom. To build a life, I need wisdom. To build a family, I need wisdom. We call Fair Fountain family. We need wisdom to build that so-called family. We call Fair Fountain House of Hope. We need wisdom to build a house. We call Fair Fountain the home of Jehovah God. We need wisdom to build that home. And we need understanding to establish and the knowledge that the rooms of the so-called house, home, should be beautified and filled with very precious. That including their lives. When we fail to have knowledge, we fail to understand that the people who come to our church, though they are sinners, the mercy of God is enough to forgive them. When we fail to understand that we will destroy lives of people, we will destroy this house of hope. Yet people, they come for the hope to become. But if we don't have understanding, we'll push them away. And we are not going to build but we shall working, be working against God himself. And the danger is no one ever challenged God and remain unscattered. Hallelujah. We are going to go in our second section of our prayer, which is the seven things that God hates and God dislikes, which we cannot entertain them as well. Hallelujah. We cannot entertain them as well. And that has been the prayer we made Sunday and we'll continue to pray the same prayer again today. As I made announcement on Sunday, whether we have a prayer for the servant or not, please, these three sections of prayer we're going to pray tonight, this should be your prayer too, my prayer too. Is about making you and making me to be good, faithful, and effective servant. Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 16 to 23. The Bible says, These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are repulsive or detestable to him. Number one, a proud look, which is the attitude that makes one overestimate himself and discount others. 
This is in our second section of prayer. This is point number one out of seven. We are going to pray. A proud look. Very dangerous. A proud look. We need to stay away from this. These seven things are the things that we are scattering out of our lives. The things that we are removing. We are saying no to them. A proud look. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, if you read, this I think I need to read it quickly. Isaiah chapter 14. When we read from verse number 12, this is what the devil was saying. That how we need to know how dangerous pride is. What did he say? In the book of Isaiah chapter 14. He's speaking out of arrogance. He says this. Isaiah 14 from verse number 12. He says. How you are fallen from heaven. O shining star, son of the morning, you have been thrown down to the earth. We know the one who was thrown down to the earth, according to Revelation, who is that? Is the devil. You have been thrown down to the earth. You who destroyed the nations of the world. We know the destroyer, who is that? Is the devil. But now 13 says, For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Listen, this is what the devil was pondering in his heart. I will preside on the mountains of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heaven and be like the most high. And we say proud look in the attitude of overestimate oneself and doing what? Decreasing others. Hallelujah. Overestimating ones and not only decreasing but discounting others. Lucifer said, the devil, I will ascend above the stars. I will lower them. I will be above them. That is the pride. Hallelujah. Then he says, instead, verse 15, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest death. Pride will bring us to the lowest death. And he said, everyone there will stare at you and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and made the kingdoms of the world tremble? It is the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wasteland. It is the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and had no mercy on his prisoners. The kings of the nations lie in stately glory, each in his own tomb. But you will be thrown out of your grave like a worthless branch, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will be dumped into a mass grave with those killed in battle. 
you will descend to the pit. Verse 20, you will not be given a proper burial, for you have destroyed your nation and slaughtered your people. The descendant of such an evil person will never again receive honor. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible says. What brought Lucifer, brought the devil down. It is pride. We are going to pray again the spirit of pride. It is a very dangerous spirit. It is the spirit that will break you and me. You cannot save and build the church out of pride. Acknowledge all that you are is God's grace. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as we pray, O oh Lord, tonight, Father, remove any seed of pride in me, any seed of overestimating myself in discounting others, for I cannot do it if not you by your grace. Father, as I pray tonight, Father, every pride, every pride based upon my knowledge, based upon my, O oh Lord, of my possession. Father, O oh God, whether, O oh Lord Almighty, I possess all the goods, material of this world. Father, remove pride out of my life. Remove pride out of my life. Father, as I pray, for the Bible says, these are the things that you hate. A pride, a pride heart, a proud look. Father Lucifer, he said into himself, I'll ascend to the highest heaven and I'll be equal to the most high God. Father, that pride brought him down. I pray today, Lord, let that pride be removed out of my life. Be removed out of me, Lord, that I may be a mere and simple servant to you. Whether I know much, whether I do not know, whether I am educated or not, whether I possess things or not, Father, nothing elevate me to the position of being proud. Lord, help me to prune me, to break everything that, oh God, of rising pride in my heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. The second point that God hates due to time. I'm going just maybe give all of them quickly so we can pray. I think we are quite uh, acquainted with this. We've prayed them again last Sunday. I'll go through all of them quickly and then we can take time to pray so we can be able to pray the last point, set of our prayer point. The first one is pride. As I read first the scripture and then I'll give you point by point. The Bible says, these six things the Lord hate, indeed seven of them are repulsive to him. A proud look, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others. No matter how God can use you, don't think that you are better than someone else. That's what the book of Corinthians says, who makes you to think that you are better than someone else. All that you have, you have received from God. 
It is a gift. You and me, we have no right to boast. Hallelujah. That is the first Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, for those who want to read it at home. He says, For what gives you right to make such a judgment? What do you have that God hasn't given to you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as if it were not a gift? And I like the easy version. The easy version says it very nicely. And he says, do not think that any of you are better than anyone else. You receive from God everything that you have. Physical things, even spiritual gifts. You receive from God. You have received from God everything that you have. So you have no reason to be proud of what you have. It is all a gift. Number two. A lying tongue. God ate a lying tongue. We cannot be lying to one another. The Bible says be honest. Speak the truth to one another. When you feel cold, say I feel cold. Don't say I feel hot while you feel cold. When you feel hurt, say I feel hurt. Don't say all things are well, but you are grudging. That is the spirit of hypocrisy which has entered even in the believers. People are not honest at all. People are not honest. Enter business with a born again. You shall be shocked. The most people who crook their own beloved brethren in the Christ, they are the believers themselves. Lying lips, lying tongue, Yet we speak in tongues, but we can lie. We can pretend. Yet the Bible says, speak the truth to one another. Jesus said in John 8, 44, he says, when you speak lies, you are speaking from the devil who is the father of all lies. He said, you speak from your father. So Jesus actually saying, everyone that lies is not a child of God at all. Anyone who lies is not a child of God. Because lies come from the devil. And it says, the devil is the father of lies. Lying lips. Lying tongue. Speak the truth to one another. Ephesians 4, 25 to 28. God hates lies. Lies display the devil himself. And point number three. Thing that we need to get rid of. And to stay away from them. Number three says. The hand that shed innocent blood. The hand that shed innocent blood. Never kill. Not only physically. Even spiritually. Don't kill the souls. Which are just accepted Christ today. Because of your so called experience in the things of God. You crush them. You kill them. You mislead them. You, 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 you teach them wrong doctrine. You push them out of church until they discourage the things called Christianity. God will ask the blood from us when we kill innocent souls, when we kill innocent people. By the way we live, our attitude, our behaviors, 
God hates hands that are shedding innocent blood. They trust you because they know you have been in this business of Christ for a while. But yet, you take advantage on their weaknesses because they don't know much. You manipulate them. You take money from them. You give them wrong information, killing them. And when they're discouraged, they stop church. They stop believing in Christ. That is killing the innocent or shedding the innocent blood. And the other point, the Bible continues saying in the book of Proverbs 20, Proverbs 6, sorry. He says, A heart that creates wicked plans, pondering evil in the heart against innocent people, against people, even the people have offended you. You cannot be meditating evil. Romans says, overcome evil by good. You cannot meditate evil. That's why we need to pray, God, deliver my heart from such a thought. To God belong the vengeance, not to us. Hallelujah. Every blood count before God. We can plot in our heart. We should not think toward anyone evil. God alone belong the vengeance. Romans 12 verse 19. And the following one, he says, God ate the feet that race to do wrong. Don't be quick to do what is evil. Remember, no matter what you feel, you are still responsible of your action. No matter what you feel, they crush you, they insult you, you react, you slap somebody, the person dies, you are responsible. God do not take your feeling as an excuse. The Bible is very clear. A thief who is stealing to satisfy his anger, when he's caught, he's feeling hungry. When he's caught, God says he will pay. They all say, at least you're about to die because you're hungry. He will pay. No matter what we feel, we are still responsible. So don't rush. Don't rush to do evil. Hallelujah. Don't try to do evil because God will punish us when we race to do wrong. And the following point, go to eight, is false witness. False witness. Spreading rumors. Gossip. To destroy others. We need to be delivered from that spirit. Proverbs 19, verse 9 says, He who, who, who spread rumors and speak lies will not go unpunished. Will not go unpunished. God who sees even when nobody see us. But there is a God in heaven that see everything we do. Even when we think God is away of it. Hallelujah. In Proverbs 19 verse 9. The Bible says a false witness will not go unpunished. And a liar will be destroyed. A false witness will not go unpunished. And a liar will be destroyed. Hallelujah. And in Proverbs 11. In Proverbs 11 also, it says, verse 21, 11, 21, it says, evil people 
will surely be punished. Will surely be punished. Hallelujah. And the next point that God ate, he says, planting division. In the book of Proverbs still. Planting division. Proverbs chapter 6, we read our main scripture. He says, planting division. Praise the living God. God hates that. He hates. When we rise to do evil, he hates. When we divide families, house, church, God hates every division. Division is not anywhere part of the gospel of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is not part of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. He hates false witness. Those who, pray, who breathe lies and the one who spread discord among the brothers. That's called division and aversion. God hates that. That's why we're going to pray. Let not the devil use you or use me to be a divider, to be dividing people. Some of us in the church, we are fine. But in our families, we divide people. We from one left to right, spreading rumors, spreading evil, and dividing people. And God hates that. These are the seven points that we need to get rid of. Let us lift our voice and pray. Then get time to pray the last scripture at the last prayer session. Prayer section, sorry. Let us pray. Father, I stand against the seventh thing. That are distable before you. These are abominable before you. Father, I cannot claim to be free of them. Father, I pray by your mercy. Holy Spirit searching me to know and to discover any of these things being in me. Lord, I get rid of them. I get rid of them by the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, deliver me from the pride. Deliver me from lies. Deliver me, O Lord Almighty. O God Almighty, from this seven thing that you hate. Father, Lord, to shed the innocent blood. Father, Lord, to plot wickedness in my heart. Father, Lord, to raise, to do wrong. Deliver me, O God, from false witness and spreading rumors. And the gods, Father, I pray. Deliver me from any evil spirit of division. Father, whether in the church or in my family, oh God, that I should not, oh God, Father, enjoy or encourage conflict or dividing friends, dividing families, dividing church, dividing nation. Let that not be my portion. Father, deliver me from these seven things, oh Lord. Father, let them not be my portion, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, the seven things that you hate, Father, I should not entertain them. Today, the church cannot progress. The church cannot grow because we are carrying these things in us. We entertain them. We practice them. We cherish them. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me now. Help me now, Father, to get rid of these seven things that you hate to get rid of, these seven things that you detest, the pride, 
No matter, oh God, how you can elevate me, how you can use me, physically or spiritually, financially, academically. Lord, I have no right to discount anyone. I have no right to be above anyone. Instead, they should humble me to teach me to know he who has lifted me up can also bring me down. Father, let all my tongue never to speak lies. Let all my father, my hand, never to say innocent blood. Let not my heart never to call, Lord, to plan, oh Lord, evil plot. Let me not divide, oh God. Let me not be a false witness. Say what I was not there. Say what I don't know. Lord, help me in this end of time. For lies come from the devil himself. Pride come from the devil himself. Let me not be, oh Lord, his imitator. But let me be the imitator of Christ. For the Bible says he was equal to God. He humbled himself to the point of becoming as a slave. And he died upon the cross. church and for the servant the first set of prayer is what we found in the book of Proverbs 23 24 sorry and that set of prayer got three points ask God for wisdom to build ask God for understanding to establish things and ask God for knowledge to make things beautify that means life house and you name it the second set of prayer he found in the book of Proverbs chapter 6, we just read now. And under this set of prayer, we have seven points. And these are things that we don't need to entertain. Are the things we need to cry God to deliver us from. The pride, the, li the lies, the in killing innocents, shedding innocent blood, the false witness, causing division. And the list is up to seven points. And the last set of prayer is what I shared in the group called to build. And this is what we're going to go through quickly as we are finishing for tonight's session. Called to build. In this last set of prayer, we have also four prayer points to pray for. Number one is to protect the unity of my church. The church, number one, the body of Christ. And number two, the local church where we belong, Faith Hunter. To protect the unity of this church at all costs. And this is linked to what we pray for, thing God does not like. A division. So when we don't work for unity, we are dividing. And God is not God of division. How will I protect the unity of my local church? 
by acting in love toward other members. Love is the key to protect. When you love, you protect. And by doing what? And also by refusing to gossip. Gossip has become a lifestyle. In the body of Christ, we gossip. We gossip. Let us not confuse between gossip and criticism. When one criticizes, is coming with the idea to build. And no one goes behind the back. And gossip, it is evil. Demonic spirit. And also, I will protect the unity of my church by following the leaders. When there is a leader's instruction, and I go out of that instruction, influencing people not to follow the instruction, I am not uniting the church, but I am dividing. Secretly or publicly, God knows our heart. We are going to pray God to help us in this. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Romans 14, verse 19. In this way, aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Aim for harmony. Romans 15, verse number 5. May God who gives patience, steadiness, and encouragement help you and me to live in complete harmony with each other. Each with the attitude of Christ toward the others. Let us have the attitude of Jesus toward other people. What will Jesus do if ever we say, I am Christ-like? What will he do? Oh, we are far to become Christ-like. We have a journey, my brother, my sister. I wonder if Christ can come today. How many of us can be qualified to be called, come, enter in the rest, good and faithful servant? I still having a work to do on myself in order to enter in that day in the rest of the Lord. Christ-like. Attitude of Christ toward other people. This is a journey only the Spirit of God can help us. 1 Peter chapter 1.22 says, Now you can have really love for everyone because your soul has been cleansed from selfishness and hatred. When our soul are full of selfishness, full of hatred, we cannot love genuinely. And if we cannot love, we cannot protect the unity of the local church. God helping us. And the Bible continues saying, let nothing evil come out of your mouth. But only what helpful for building others up according to their need, let that be that it may benefit those who listen to us. That is Ephesians 4, verse 29. So we are going to pray the first point and the last scripture talk about obeying the leaders, protecting the unity by following the leaders. Let us pray to protect the unity of the church. Father, let me not be found on the wrong side of those dividing. Oh Lord, those who enjoy the division in the church. Father, help me to protect the unity of faith fountain. My Father, to protect the unity of faith fountain. My Father, by acting in love toward others. Help me to love, oh Lord, 
anyone unconditionally. For love is an instruction of God. Help me, oh my Father, to refuse to gossip. Oh, help me to follow the leaders, the leaders' vision, the leaders' instruction. Lord, as I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus, in this end time, let me be of those who are working for unity in the church, in faith fountain, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God helping me to obey my leaders despite their rank, despite their social rank, despite their education, despite their age. Anyone you have elevated in the rank of my own of leading me. Lord, for all authority come from you. When I despise the authority, I'm despising the one who vested authority in them. Teach my heart to be humble and follow leaders and their instruction in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, faithful God. Yes, we continue to pray. The other second point under the last section is I will share in the responsibility of my church. How? By praying for its growth. Remember, supporting your church physically, spiritually, we talked about praying. Praying for the church should not be the pastor's responsibility only or the intercessors. Everyone is called to share this responsibility by praying for the growth of your church, physically, spiritually, numerically, you name it. And also by inviting others to attend the church. When you don't, and I don't invite people to come to church, I'm not sharing the responsibility of the growth of my church. And also, by warmly welcoming those who are coming to visit. What is our attitude toward our visitors? If you greet only those who greet you, what best are we doing different from the unbelievers? Sharing the responsibility, going to others, pray for others, pray for the church, inviting people, winning souls is part of sharing the responsibility. As Jesus said in Luke 14, he said, go out to the country land, out behind the edges, and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. That talked about inviting others. And Romans 15 verse 7 says so. Only welcome each other in the church just as Christ had warmly welcomed you. Then God will be glorified. Hallelujah. That point number two is to share the responsibility of my church. Point number three, I will save the ministry of my church by discovering my gift and talent. Gift and talent must be to the benefit of the church. They don't make us to be mobile servant to go from one house to another house to exploit our gift in exchange of any remuneration. 
And this is what we see in this end time. People are running from one place to another place. When you get a gift, you must be subjected to an authority of the house. Not to run out of the gift. When I discover my gift, I discover my talent. I put it to the benefit of the church. And not make me to be out there and operating to make my name. I will share, I will serve the ministry of my church by being equipped to serve the pastors, to serve the vision of my church. The vision of the church, you cannot make a vision in another vision. God does not do that. It was only when Moses was gone, then Joshua could take over. Only when Elijah was gone, then Elisha could take over. God cannot put two in one place and two different visions. It is called diversion, which is a division per se. And also by developing a servant heart. We need to develop a servant heart to be able to serve. Not because the people they acknowledge you or they have to give you an award. No, we don't serve for an award. Church is not a competition place. We serve. Our reward is in heaven. People can appreciate us. Can give us gift need be. But they cannot reward you and me. Only heaven can reward us. Hallelujah. And the last one. I jump the scripture due to time. I will support the testimony of my church. By attending faithfully. My physical attendance is required. The Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of the saints like some do. Your grace is not my grace. My grace is not your grace. But when we meet, the book of Psalm 133 is very clear. It is pleasing God when we come together and God pour the anointing and command blessing and life for eternity. There is no country there is no company in this world that can stand in isolation. The mining company needs the mechanical company. A mechanical company needs a civil company. A civil company needs a financial company. You find that they inter interconnect for them to survive. There is no Christian who can stand alone. There is no church that can stand alone as a congregation. And there is no servant that can stand alone. That's why I cannot isolate. Though I can pray by my time, but I need prayer with other people too. Attending church faithfully by living a godly life as a representative. The Bible says whatever you say or do, do as the representative of Christ. Not things that you know they are wrong. You do them anyway. And also by giving regularly. Nobody should manipulate you for offering. You have to do because you love God. Not because somebody promised you miracle, breakthrough, healing and deliverance. We buy nothing of money. We buy nothing. We can honor God. Acknowledge his visitation. But there's no price to pay. Jesus paid it all. When you bring offering to the house of God. It's because we love God. When we tithe, because we love God. Not because the pastor has preached the thing that I don't like, I stop tithing. 
Oh, God have mercy on us. God must have mercy on us. If our tithing is when we feel good or when the message pleasing us, when we don't tithe, we don't offer, we don't punish a church, we are punishing ourselves because God cannot be punished financially. He owns everything. Let us lift our voice and pray our commitment to this four point as we are finishing in the next six, seven minutes. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Father, according to your word, the scripture we read, oh God, Lord Almighty, that you help me, Father, to have these four points as part of building the church, the, oh Lord, the body of Christ, Lord Almighty, the local church of faith founders. My Father, my God, it's not about me, it's about you. Let me serve, oh my Father, by protecting the unity of my church, by protecting the unity of my church, acting in love toward all other people, Father refusing to gossip, by following leaders' instructions, Father whether they please me or not, for authority comes from you. In their mistake, you are the one who knows, you are the one who judges them. Help me, O oh Lord, not to stay, to step on your seat of judgment. Lord, I pray that all your way I will share in the responsibility of my church. Praying for it, praying for its members, inviting others to church, welcoming those who come to church. Father, Lord, help me to be genuine. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that I will serve the ministry of my church, discovering my gift and talent, putting them to the service of the church. Lord, I pray that, oh Lord, I'll be equipped to serve the vision of my local church, the vision of my pastors, and I'll develop a servant heart. It's not the heart that is seeking opposition or acknowledgement. Father, I pray that I will support my church by attending faithfully, living a godly life, giving regularly to the best of my capacity and ability. In the name of Jesus, help me, O oh Lord, to have a good testimony in my work in my school, not to defy or to disgrace your name in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Only you can change me. Only you can transform me. Only you can change me, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for all that you do. But in this set of prayers, for to you I pray, I know my imperfection, that's why I count on your help, oh the spirit of the living God, I count on your help, oh the spirit of truth, I count on your help, in the name of Jesus, thank you Father, in Jesus name, thank you Lord.
We give you praise. We honor you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Yes, we are at the end of our meeting tonight. Thanks for your time and your commitment. As we'll be stopping here, as I said, there is a three set of prayer that we have to carry on praying at our own pace. As we are called to build, the thing that we need to get rid of and the thing that we need to have or to acquire from God. The wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge. When we don't understand one another, we'll never be able to build. The Lord says in Amos 3.3, 3, two cannot walk together unless they agree. They cannot. Disagreement, people cannot make a journey. Hallelujah. And that's why anyone who wants to serve under my leadership in Faith Fountain, he has to agree with me. That's why we are renewing our commitment, but not forced to anyone. As people used to say, we agree to disagree. When we don't agree, praise be to God. So, reminding us, we have our renewal of our commitment as servant in the local church of Faith Fountain. Few days are left. And if you still thinking to be in or out, let that be with you and your God. But those who know their heart is speaking about saving under Faith Fountain Ministries again, I need your commitment by filling that form and submitting. I will not run after people. I don't want to force anyone. I don't want to chase anyone. But I will agree with everyone who disagrees with me. God himself will take care of us. But the few who will committed themselves will make a journey again. And the Lord will help us until he's coming back to take the church. So as from this note, we are going to thank God. We are closing our session today here with a word of prayer. May the Lord continue to grace us. We are living a very critical time of our faith as believers in this world. So, take care of yourself. Stand in the truth. Let nothing displace you. Let no one confuse you. Let no one mislead you. Tough time may come in this world, but we cannot compromise because we want to solve our issues. Material possession, glory in this world is not eternity. Is nothing. Rather have God and be genuine to Him than to have people applaud us and be rejected by God. So I'm going to thank the Lord and I will be praying to close in the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you for if it had not been for you in the year 2023, Lord, we could not be standing again even calling your name. Your grace has been granted to us. Your mercy has helped us throughout 
challenges, good time, bad time, we have seen it all, that you are Ebenezer, you are the stone of help. Lord Almighty, we cannot count upon our own strength, but we count upon you. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for our heart that you have been dealing with, changing us, transforming us, and by your Holy Spirit, advising and counseling us, O oh God. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who have stood the test of time to look unto Jesus despite personal challenges, despite life challenges, not quitting, not giving up, but saying, kingdom of God first, and my life be last. Father, I thank you and I pray. Continue to give boldness to all of us. Continue to give strength to all of us. We are called to serve you. Father, tribulation, trial will not quit because we are saving you. Therefore, we are not going to quit also saving you because tribulation, trial and challenges are there. As Paul said, you know how I saved God with tears and humiliation. I do not shrink at all or stop giving the message the necessity of repentance. Father, hold us. Be the strength of our heart in season and out of season. Help us, O oh God, that the year 2024 do what you have said to me. Father, we believe it and it shall come to pass and your name shall be forever glorified. I pray right now that you bless my brothers and sisters. What a sacrifice on this day of the week. Some from work that dropped their shoes and dropped their bags. They went to their knees to call you. Lord, you cannot overlook the sacrifice of your children. Father, remember them and bless them. I pray for protection over every sons and daughters. Lord, who are serving under this ministry, Lord, stretch your hand of blessing over them. Continue to grant us wisdom, understanding, and the knowledge to build the church, to establish lives, and to make it flourish in the name of Jesus. All the things that you hate, let them be out of our lives. Get them out of us, O oh God, for they don't please you. Therefore, they are not meant to build your house. Father, help us to be those who work for unity. Those who serve under the ministry. Developing ourselves in line with your word. And putting our gift and talent to the service of the kingdom in your church. Now I pray that you bless my brother and bless my sister, Lord. People of God, may the grace of our God. May the leadership and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. May God remember you and bless you. May God of reward reward you beyond what men can do. Let him remember your family, your loved ones. You and your loved ones are blessed for life. You are highly favored, covered under the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. That the living church of the living God say, Amen. Shalom, shalom, and love you more.